Hey, this is Jim. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio today. I've got my mom on the line with me. This is one of those episodes that we do from time to time where we turned on the video cameras so you can see my mom side by side. She's at her office and I'm at home, but you can see us talking, hanging out, talking business. She's been working with me for several years now. We've got many family members on our team, actually. So today you're going to hear us talk about what it's like to work with family. Is that a good idea? Kind of the transitions over the years of how we've seen the industry change and some of the very successful projects we're involved with now, some of the duties that she has on her desk, kind of managing the office around here. She runs the Amazon FBA side of our business as well. So there's a lot of people that report to her. She's kind of second in command of a lot of things going on around here. And you may have never even realized that or heard her name. It's my mom, Judy Cockrum. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Just a mom and a son hanging out, talking. We reminisce a little bit about the journey and and what it's looked like to get to this point. Uh, Because remember, I've been doing this for close to 20 years and mom's been on the team now, as we figured out, a little over eight years at this point. But it's very much a family affair around here as our team continues to grow. So if you want to peek behind the curtain on what business looks like around here, some of the different things we have going on to support you, we even talk about how many different customer support tickets we receive each week and respond to the listeners to this show who are buying courses and content, coaching, maybe events. We've got a team that handles your requests with excellence every day around here. So just a little peek behind the curtain of what it might look like as your business grows. We've been there, done that, blazed a trail. There's some good lessons for you here for sure. So sit back, enjoy. I'm going to get my mom on the line right now and spend a little bit of time with her talking business, family, and blending the two. I think you're going to enjoy this. Welcome, mom, to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is a first. So glad that you could join us today. And uh, tell me a little bit, what do you do do around here? What's your role on the team? That's... A packed question. (laughs) Okay, well, right now, as of, you know, 2020, I'm more in an administrative role for the team. We do a lot of accounting and payouts for product partners, payouts for affiliates that are affiliated with partnership. But I also still oversee the FBA account that we opened many years ago. And I have a whole team that runs that for us now. And we've turned our FBA product into a prep center. And we run, we are a prep center for several clients that are local and several clients that shop online arbitrage. So um, we have our work area is a retail space. And we have turned that retail space into not only a warehouse, but also a walk-in retail shop. People can come in and buy those uh, products that don't sell on Amazon. We also have a very active eBay account. We sell on Marketplace. so Yeah, Facebook Marketplace is in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a lot going on. We have. <laughs> we have a lot going on. We have how amazing long? weekly team meetings. I should meetings. know the answer to this question, but how long have you been working for the, the team here? I started working out of my house in 2012. 2012. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're eight eight years into this. Eight years. Yes. So we didn't do a whole lot of prep for this show today, just as a confession to the people who are listening and viewing today. (laughs) Just kind of going to let it go where it goes. But 
how have things changed? Like, what are some of the things that stand out to you since 2012 as this community has grown, the business has changed, we've taken on partners? Like, what's that ride been like for you, both as a, a mom and for lack of a better, I don't know if we've ever given you a title, have we? <laughs> Let's just say the, <laughs> the office manager who catches all things yeah. that no one else catches. <laughs> right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Just throw it in my basket. <laughs> exactly. I'll delegate it to someone. <laughs> so when I took it in 2012, I actually took on the, um, the Amazon, Fulfillment by Amazon account in my home, <laughs> in the spare bedroom until your dad kicked me out. <laughs> That's right. He was sick of boxes, sick of trips to UPS. So we quickly moved that to a little rental house that we shared with another business. And I brought people in. I brought, first of all, brought your, the boys in, the grandsons in, preteens. And um, they helped me ship and helped me sort through pallets. And we had a blast. Their first jobs were working with me. But my very first exposure to Amazon. Fulfillment by Amazon was taking that proven Amazon course myself. And then, but I had already been selling on Amazon, selling books on Amazon, and I had my own personal eBay account. So I had some experience and just pretty much blew it up from there. We've pretty much taken every course that um, has come out since the proven Amazon course in the community. I stay pretty involved in the Facebook group, my silent team. Facebook group, try to catch up on the courses as they come out, or at least get someone on my team to take the course and summarize it for me. Right. But we have grown into testing. We have proven or tested just about every course that's come out. Yeah, that's right. We love yeah. for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. say when you say team, I bet a lot of people are curious. I've never really broken down. I've shared big numbers, but you kind of, you know, if, if there was an org chart, which it's a very fluctuating org chart around here, it's a pretty flat org chart. But if we were to say, who reports to you, like on a regular basis on any given week, who's checking in with you, reporting to you that you're responsible for, and what are some of their roles? Let's just kind of go through. Okay. So people sure. can kind of see, you know, we're 20 years into this. Right. What does it look like as this business matures? What are some of the roles that people are playing on our team? I think that might be some valuable information for yeah, folks. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, this, I guess we've never really drawn the chart. We've just kind of morphed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you need help, <laughs> hire somebody and now they report to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, probably the, the one of the bigger dynamics that I oversee is the support team. And that includes, um, of course, Mary Case, who has been support. She actually was my go-to person when I started working for for you and for Amazon. I think she's the only Amazon. she's she's one of the few that's been around longer than you. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going to get her on the podcast here soon too. I think that's so neat. She to told me her, she was scheduled. You know, she's been on this ride almost as long as I have, uh, mm-hmm. and started out in support and still in that role, and uh, just invaluable asset yes. to the community. Yes. She'll be at the she'll be at the proven conference. I think she's been to everyone. Definitely, yeah, she's on the. Proven Conference 2020 Planning Committee. (laughs) That's another thing that I oversee. So we have, I have, for people that report to me, Mary has a whole team. We have four people that manage the Zendesk emails. And then we have the moderators and the leadership on the Facebook page who, you know, I check in with them 
often. And there's there's so dozens of them. Lisa, yeah. And you mentioned Zendesk. That's what we use for customer support. Our customer, you know, if you that's email good. support at silentsalesmachine.com, that goes into our ticket system that's run by Zendesk. And then that's kind of distributed out to the appropriate party that needs to respond. Right. And we do a really great job. We really stay on top of the support. We get a lot of support. Um, what's some of the, like in a typical week, I've never, I haven't looked at these numbers in probably a few years because again, this is part of yours, but like how many tickets are we handling in a, in a given week? In a given week, probably seven, six or 700. Six or 700 tickets. support tickets. And they are anything from, I can't log in to the learning portal, which is learning at silent learning.silentsalesmachine.com that people are having trouble getting into to get into their training programs, the courses to, I forgot my password to um, I'm having trouble paying in the cart, just really random things. Plus we get, which course was it that taught about using coupons when you're shopping? Right. <laughs> so, finding the, the zeroing in on the course that they're referring to because they remember hearing something on the course and they don't remember where they heard it and they want to go back and reference it. So they, they get a huge variety of questions and try to respond within hours. So, so yeah, we, we probably do about 2000 tickets a month that get solved. That's awesome. And that used to be, it's hard for me to believe that used to be, and I was doing all that myself. Emails, so I hired right. Mary. <laughs> right. Right. Just, Emphasizing the importance of team and, you know, over time right. as things grow, bringing in good people and team. So we've got the support, we've got the FBA activities running through the warehouse. We've got the prep center mm-hmm. activities where we help manage. For those who don't know what a prep center is, you know, a good example might be someone lives overseas outside the United States and they want to buy product in the U.S. and sell it on Amazon U.S. Mm-hmm. without shipping it to wherever they live, say Italy. Well, you can live in Italy or you can live in any country of the world and have an Amazon account in the US and use a prep center. We're one of many prep centers. And we'll get more into what that, all that is. We've got actually a new service we're setting up. But I want to hear about who else is on your team. Who else is reporting to that you're monitoring? You mentioned the moderators. There's a, that's a lot of people. We're already up to probably, I don't know, 50, 60 people at this point at any given time that could ping you for something. And, right. Right. I'm kind of like, I'm that next level of like, oh, do we want to bother Jim with this? Oh, no, Jim's mom can handle it. (laughs) It's valuable knowing that my time is freed up to to do the things that I have to do because you and Stephen and Mary, the the great people on the team kind of fielding those questions and building those, those, if you will, second tier relationships that are vital to what we're doing. Within this office, also I have, um, we we have one other employee that literally gets a paycheck and it's the accounting administration clerk who catches everything that falls off my desk. (laughs) And she's in training right now, but she's responsible for paying our partners and the affiliate, making the affiliate payments. She's in direct communication with Steven working with him. We have a totally new accounting system we moved to this year. We're so excited about, plus we have, I'm working directly with programmers to pull all the product sales and all the payouts into one dashboard. We're very excited. (laughs) The programmer is incredible. And we're going to be able to give you and the partners and the leadership their own uh, user permissions to log into a screen where they can see 
the business, see the progress, see all the, see the, all the moving parts in one screen. Yeah. That's going to be beautiful. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned that's coming together, the, paying out the partners and the affiliates any given month between, I don't know, 100, 150 different people are getting paid as a partner or an affiliate. Those are the significant checks that are going out. There's a lot of smaller mm-hmm. affiliates, bunches of those, but I don't think we pay out to what someone's earned fifty dollars or so. Right. But the uh, the affiliate list and then the partners. I want to talk about that for just a second. The affiliates are easy to explain. That's just people who have promoted our products. We may may not even know who they are. Maybe it's listeners to the podcast who want to recommend the proven Amazon course to a few friends. Well, you can sign up for free as an affiliate. Get a little affiliate code and say, "Hey, when you buy the course, use this link. That way, I get a percentage." Right? That's our affiliates. We got bunches of them. Any given month, there's a bunch of them earning a, a check. But then our partners are the people who create the content for us and with us. And that's a long list of people too. I love seeing that partner report every month. It's all the great creative leaders in our community who are making content. They've come to us with a great idea. We've tested it out. We've proven that it works. There's that word proven. And then we roll it out to the community and the partner gets a percentage of every course sale made in exchange for being a leader on that concept and answering questions. It's a really cool arrangement, but over after doing it for, you know, 15, 18, coming up on 20 years, it's a pretty long list of partners any given month. It is. And that's part of your role is managing, managing that as well. So it, it right. starts to feel like you're a bit underpaid. You ever feel underpaid? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we have to have that discussion. <laughs> it is a lot when you start discussing it or putting it on paper. It's a lot of responsibility, but I, I truly love to delegate. It's, I love uh, discovering people's giftings and turning things over to them and then trusting them with it. That's what the word delegate means in trust. I just love that word. And I love that role. So I, within this building, then I have uh, Ruben, who is my guru on the fulfillment by Amazon side. And we have uh, grown just since September, just since last year's conference, the Proven Conference. We have grown 15 new clients for the Prep Center. We have them from Australia, China. All over the country, they're sending us. So, so sending right outside us. your office where you're sitting, we've got inventory lining on the shelves. and Right. And then, of course, continually growing the FBA business that we've had all along. We switched that whole philosophy out there to replens, replenishable products, products that we order over and over again. So it's kind of a well-oiled machine right now. We just We have three shoppers. We use WhatsApp <laughs> to communicate. And when we're low on something, we put it out there and the shoppers race to be the one to buy it. And so and we I don't just even have know. To... I, sh- I should know, but are they on some kind of commission per sale? Are you tracking that? Yes. We yeah. probably need to update our, what was the name of that course that we did? It's probably been, it's probably four years old at this point. It's still phenomenal, but team, proven team building maybe? Okay. That's, I'm on that. <laughs> are you? Okay. Yes. <laughs> who are you working on? Who, who are you working with on that Eric, one? Eric Bussey and I are That's redoing. Right. That's right. I've got it over here on my board. 2.0. Uh, <laughs> yep. So that's coming. It so is. Building 2.0. And especially with the replin model, which greatly simplifies it. Uh, because then you, you can reduce it to an hourly if you want. You can say, hey, we'll pay you $14 an hour. We're going to give We've you a shopping list. Yeah. Go shopping. And you right. don't have to track. 
but that's beautiful. Yeah, Eric's building. I got to get Eric back on the podcast too at some point. It's been too long since he was on. Yeah. Very yeah, creative. He's changing he a so lot many, of his great, So many great leaders in this community. <laughs> oh, so honored. Such an honor to work with him too. It's been incredible. So when we moved into this location, it's like I said, it's in a very tiny town in Indiana and it's the retail strip mall was kind of dead. <laughs> we moved in and remodeled it just a little bit and kept our retail space, but turned everything else into offices and warehouse. And we signed up with UPS with a service that UPS has to um, provide drop-off UPS service to the community. So we have walk-in customers. So we have the retail area that they can kind of browse while we're getting their shipments ready. So we offer the community a lot of services, but then we also have the prep center that's just going on, you know, the back door where we're receiving every day from UPS, FedEx, and the post office. We stay busy. <laughs> so tell me some, uh, if anything comes to mind, it's kind of fun putting your mom on the spot. Although no <laughs> one's listening right now, tens of thousands of people will be listening eventually. So I know you're going to feel a little nervous, you'd said, but you're doing great. <laughs> uh, but uh, curious, what are some of the highlight stories? Like, you know, it's been, it's been over, you said 2008 or 2012. You said 2012, eight years ago. Right. So, you know, we're coming up in 10 years here, not before too long. Tell me some of the highlight stories. Like what stands out to you? Maybe some of the moments as, as a mom or even as someone who's always had a passion for entrepreneurship and business. And I'm sure I got most of that from you growing up because uh, I've <laughs> certainly always had it. You know, just share some highlight stories that, that pop into your mind. Okay. Well, one thing that comes to mind immediately is I worked for 32 years. Most of my jobs were professional jobs and I was in the, the um, IT field, started out data processing way back when. I could write the book on computers because <laughs> I started out way back. But the information technology field you know, took me into banking, hospitals, a lot of offices, a lot of accounting experience. And in all of the jobs that I had, I pretty much never had any say about how my day went or really anyone else's day went because of corporate. So being offered a position where I could create what my day looked like and and have you know employment for people who you know, needed new skills or just being able to, to bring people in and teach them new skills. And we've launched several people that have started their own business. We have a form that everyone signs, a non-compete form that everyone signs when they work for us, basically saying, we're teaching you a lot of skills here. We really aren't, don't want to build competition. But, you know, if they want to start their own business as a result of what they've learned, we launch them. We send them out and uh, some of them have come back. They'd rather work here than <laughs> they'd <laughs> sure. rather work for me than have their own business. Right. But just that opportunity to be who I am and take all the skills that I've acquired through the years. And I'm just so grateful that I can finish out strong <laughs> doing something I love and actually see the results of my passion. You remember, Jim, you worked for me. I think you worked for me at the bank and at the hospital when you were 
young yeah. teen just and, doing uh, data entry for me. And that little office in Bloomington, we do what we do payroll oh, or something right. under the coffee yes. shop there. I've had several. That's right. I worked for you several times. So I'm kind, I yeah. get to pay. I get paybacks now. I yeah. can fire you now. You can't. And uh, yeah, you can fire me right. back then. <laughs> and that's that's one of the modules in in the proven team building is do you really hire your mom? <laughs> do you hire someone that you can't fire? <laughs> And it's, we've kind of and violated that rule that. in a big way. We have both Brett and I both have brought on multiple family members and put them right. in key roles. Right. And, you know, the old rule of thumb, wait, let's just spend a minute on that. At least, you know, I That's can kind right. of soapbox on it for a minute. The old rule of thumb was, you know, you never sell a car to family, you never rent a house to family, and you certainly never hire family, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, never. Well, is that biblical? You know, this whole podcast is based on never violating biblical principles. And, and of course, people with all sorts of worldviews listen, but that's the platform we've built very successfully right. upon. And I just recorded an episode a few days ago talking about the world's longest longitudinal study of human behavior and business success is the Hebrew people who subscribe to these biblical principles. So it's not like we're just doing it out of some loyalty to some ancient book. Mm-hmm. These are proven strategies. But you look at what does the Bible say about building something with family. And there's actually a study on it. So let's see if I can remember the, the name of the study. It's one of Lappin's studies. Um, I think it's called The Coming Flood, something along those lines. It's his, it's his talk about Noah's Ark and how that is a model. In the Hebrew tradition, that is a model of how you build during a time of cultural decline or cultural uncertainty. You want to build a business and build structure using family. And Noah's Ark was the, is the blueprint for that with about 50 incredible lessons built in that I'm not going to go into. So that convinced me very early on that I'm going to ignore that traditional advice that you don't bring in family and instead take lessons from that story, which is you build something that family can very easily step into. Those people that God put closest to you, he did that for a reason. They have a role to fill. And that's how you build generational stability. And, right. Uh, you know, and, and we used to understand that culturally. I think he points right. out all of the businesses that are named Smith and Sons, you know, Johnson and Sons. And he talks about, well, why not daughter? Well, you know, he goes into the reasons, but just all these generational family businesses, the power of that, you can leverage the power of the name and the reputation. And um, you know, on that note, our son Chase just went into the military basic training here just a couple of days ago. Your grandson, my, our, my oldest yeah. son. And one of the things I put in the last note I gave him and stuck in his pocket was the most valuable thing you're taking with you is the reputation that your name carries. Protect it, carry it with pride. And if if you can leverage an understanding of that and put it back into business somehow and serving Mm -hmm. well, like, yeah, you bring in family. Now, if you've got a dysfunctional black sheep uncle and you're trying to rescue him from a series of terrible choices, I wouldn't recommend hiring that guy necessarily. Right. But if you've got a fairly stable family member who subscribes to like-minded values, yeah, bring them in for sure. We've got so many married couples in this community, for example, that are right. doing this together and just thriving, enjoying it. You've got other couples that, you know, it, she does her thing, he does his thing, and they're thriving just as well. I'm not saying you have to bring in family. But given the opportunity, I think, I think, well, we've got eight years of track record. It's working really well. We've had all the kids come through the business. You know, we've, we've got the kids <laughs> exactly. involved still, various degrees. Yeah, we've got plenty of proof that that works when done well. Right. What comes to mind as I share those stories? Um, well, I was, for some reason, I just recalled 
you sitting at your little TRS-80 Radio Shack computer designing programs when you were maybe 13 or 14, 15. That's right. I was such a nerd. Let me see. I've (laughs) I've got, see if I can find it since you brought it up. Keep talking. I'll be back in like three seconds. That's no problem. So standing over your shoulder and watching you have a passion for something that um, I had a passion for. I just feel that really shared vision for doing something great with what became, of course, the internet. It's just, I remember, I felt like I was launching you into a vision that I'd had for, I know we talked, we had several conversations, especially when you were a teenager, about uh, people being allowed to be freer to start their own business. And, and we always had the discussion about serving other people. We both just yeah. had that same heart. And it just such a gratefulness in the home. And we just wanted to give back because of what God did for us, for our family. Our past was rough and your childhood was rough. But when we got our heads on straight and started serving God properly, <laughs> yeah. it felt like the whole family was turned around and the whole vision of the family was shaped. And um, so we've kind of been on the same journey all along. Although I, I have to say that I was concerned initially and your dad was very concerned initially <laughs> when you homeschooled and when you launched your own job. <laughs> you got we'll go into that story in a second. From I Microsoft. Hear, I want to hear what you what kind of things you guys were saying because I don't know <laughs> if you've actually actually told me the full story there. I knew you guys were a little nervous, but I was way more nervous and so was Andrea. So I don't know that we cared a whole lot what everyone else thought at that <laughs> right. time. That's been that's 17, good. Yes. 20, 17 plus years ago, 18 years ago mm-hmm. almost. But yeah, you mentioned me sitting at the computer on Saturdays. I'm actually, uh, this is the magazine. If anyone had the old TRS-80 computers, I actually bought a copy of this on eBay recently. October 1985, the rainbow Mm -hmm. meant something entirely different back then, believe it or not. Yes. Uh, It was a symbol of, um, it was the name of the color computer. That was the symbol for the color computer. And it was, um, I programmed in basic and won some programming contests. And in this issue, I'm actually published for, (laughs) I'm one of the nerds. (laughs) published as a programming contest winner. So I bought a copy of this for old time's mm-hmm. sake. But yeah, I'd start out very early and I'd, I would spend my Saturdays, you know, pounding away on a computer trying to program. I haven't done programming in years, but I, I think in systems for sure. And Same. that, that yeah. probably gave me an advantage somehow right. along the way. Right. Um, although I convince people all the time now they don't need technical skills to <laughs> succeed. I've never used any of those technical skills on my way to success beyond just understanding maybe what the computer's capable, capable of, of right. somehow right. a little bit. But even now it continues to amaze me and it's well beyond my right. ability to, to track and comprehend. But yes, yeah, so share some of the story. Like, you know, let's go back in time 17 years because at that time I, w- I had a great job selling Microsoft software and, you know, that's a good six-figure, stable career path kind of thing. And then suddenly zero job, I'm going to use the internet creatively build multiple income streams, everybody. And uh, here we go. No more career for me, uh, no resume. And what was that like as a, as a mom and dad to, to hear me make that decision? It was exciting because I could see you were, you were following your passion, but it was fearful because at the time, I think our image of starting a business probably fell into pretty common opinion that, you know, 
every business that you start fails within the first five years. Yeah. <laughs> so 98% chance. And failure. there's no, right. yeah. <laughs> and there's, there was no funding. And I can remember you had, you always had little businesses going on the side, even though you, you know, were working for the man at the time, you always had little businesses. So we comforted ourselves with the fact that you saved all that bubblegum machine money <laughs> and were able to use it for an adoption. <laughs> you really had a, a business, a very growing side business. So that kind of reassured us. But And I knew you had the knowledge and the skill, but I didn't know if you had the financial backing that it would take, you know, to support a family. And so that yeah. was my big fear. And we, we certainly didn't. didn't. Um, in retrospect, I rolled the dice way more than I realized I did in that moment. I don't know that I would take the same risk now, <laughs> given the same circumstances. <laughs> if it was one of my kids and I knew all the details, I would probably be the guy trying to talk them out of it. Right. But it worked out and it worked out great. Right. And I would say it's so much easier now than it was then. I didn't well, have the proven Amazon course or a 55,000 member Facebook group. Facebook wasn't mm-hmm. even around yet. You know, you're right. kind of feeling your way through in the darkness and with mm-hmm. scams around every corner and right. learning to recognize the difference between a scam and someone who really knew what they were talking about. And eBay was it. That was it. It was eBay or nothing, you know, <laughs> as far as any kind of predictable stability. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we built, that's where we pitched our tent and those early successes were there. And we I remember the phone calls you telling me, and I, I get those occasional phone calls where you tell me the progress of the business, which I absolutely love every one of the calls. Uh, but I remember when, at one time you said, I have 10,000 people on my email list. And I just sobbed. I thought, you know, I felt bad that I questioned <laughs> your vision because, and it, you grew quickly to that number. Growing an email list was kind of the, the basis of, really this whole business. You focus yeah. more on growing an email list than... And we, I mean, that we talk about that all the time on this podcast and in the Silent Sales Machine book, the importance of having a list or being in partnership with someone, which is why right. we're offering our list to this community. An episode released recently, either side so of this good. episode talks quite a bit about how you can partner with us and leverage the lists that we have. But the list is the asset. And I don't know who told me that early on, but I definitely subscribe to it. And I can tell you if I were to go back and like, if I made a top 10 list of the scariest moments of the past 17, 20 years, it was right when I had a 10,000 person email list. And I realized the asset that was, if I serve these people well, they're going to want to partner with me to buy right. product from me, to buy coaching from me, to you know work with me in some way. Mm-hmm. I knew that was a huge asset, but I went to log in at one point into our email service we were actually on vacation with poor internet and it was going to be just this week of relaxation. And the first night, I'm like, I'm just going to log in and see how things are doing. Look at the business numbers. Logged in, zero, 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 zero. You know, a login, you know, that's how many emails we added today. Total email list size. Like it had been deleted from the internet. Right. And it was the Friday evening and they weren't back for support till Monday. <laughs> that was a long weekend. Come to find out, it was a data error. Everything was just fine. Monday noon, I knew everything was good. That weekend was a true test. And I even remember there's a picture that I have where I'm, I said, you know what? I'm going to take a hike. I'm going to create memories with the kids. It's in God's hands. I'm going that. to do, you know, wait until right. I can know something to decide how I'm going to feel about this. 
And uh, I did it. And I was so proud of myself for not just sitting there and hitting the refresh button all weekend, <laughs> which I was tempted yeah, to do. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that, that's some of the stories along the way. What other stories pop into your, your mind along the way? Some highlights, you know, good or bad, like, you know, some highlights along the journey. Well, I think making the early on, making the transition from eBay to Amazon, I remember at the time we were traveling constantly. So I wasn't able to stay quite as in tune with the growth. But I remember that you dove into Amazon and were pretty much getting the same quality of followers that you were with eBay. So you were starting the transition. It just seems so natural. I love that part uh, for you to move right into Amazon. And even with all the changes that Amazon has made through the years for fulfillment by Amazon sellers, the products have stayed up to date. You were writing all the products or all the content, all the training. Soon, right away, you've always included other people in the growth of your business, which is, you know, all those things really assure, reassure parents. <laughs> when yeah. you see it's not just on your shoulders, the weight of the success of the business is, is spread out to many, many quality people. And yeah. we've always been we, really proud of we've that. We've definitely benefited from having... And I wish there was a metric to track this because it would be very reassuring if we could look at a chart somewhere and see this represented as a number somehow or as a graph. You just can't. But we've we've benefited from the fact that we're not transactional, we're relational. Meaning when we switched from eBay to Amazon, people didn't say, no, 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 you're... They, I mean, literally, I was called Mr. eBay. We went to the eBay live events and people would right. walk up and like, oh, it's Mr. eBay, like because I'd written a book and it had done well and I'm Mr. eBay we not had a relationship with our audience, I would have, I'd still to this day be Mr. eBay and you know, someone else would be handling all, but it's not about the platform or the tool around here. It's about the relationships. It's right. about trust. So we've earned the right to say, hey guys, this stuff was working great before. It's not working so great now. Here's the changes, but here's what's really working well. Go with us on this new journey. And they mm-hmm. trust us because they know that we have their best interest in mind. It's a relationship. It's not a transaction that is the, the core of our interaction. It's that mutual trust and the team, you know, this large team of great leaders who keep achieving and doing great things and bringing us great ideas. It's a lot like I've referenced it a couple times, that book I read that really kind of helped me shape what we were building around here. What's the difference between a business and a city? Why is it that businesses, like you already said, mom, you know, we all know business, most of them go out of business in the first five years. And that's still true. Now, if you follow the rules on the internet, your odds of success are ridiculously higher than they used to be. But still, most businesses fail within, say, the first five years. That's not true with cities. Why is it a city can last hundreds or even thousands of years? And no one questions like, wow, why is that city still there? That's odd. No, because cities just last. They're, They're a point where people gather and the city name remains and there's a culture kind of there that's associated with it. And that's made us think, you know, let's build on relationship and culture. Like, what do we believe? What are our core common beliefs? You know, what, what's our foundation? Let's make something that lasts. So it's not about the tool, the course, or the product that we're selling. It's about a community of people. And right. we've certainly seen that in our live events. So oh, definitely. What's your perspective on that? That'd be interesting to see, like, what yeah. journey has that been for you? Seeing that's that? been incredible to see them. Eighth one. Right. Being able to be at each one. Uh, be a part of the first one. It wasn't really a lot. There wasn't a lot of planning. We just <laughs> announced it and we all showed up. But 
I remember that the very first conference we had, which I guess would have been in 13. So I'd only been working for you for a year or so. I walked from the hotel room over to the conference area and we just had one meeting room and had the full conference in that one room. I walked over and I thought, well, I'll just peek in and see if anybody's shown up. And I go in there like 25 minutes before it's time to start and the room is full. And then I have this panic attack. Can we fit everyone in? Yeah. (laughs) We packed that first one. And so I guess I'm not really the naysayer or the devil's advocate ever, but I, I do throw caution out if I'm, you know, if I see a concern, I will throw a red flag out or whatever, or a yellow one. (laughs) So I was concerned that that many people, yeah, we had registrations, but I was concerned that they would all show up and here the room was already full before it even started. So I, when I did step into the room though, that was another moment for me where I had to go get myself straightened up (laughs) because I was just so proud that, and then every session had value. We imparted value in every session when we'd have a chance to talk. Uh, these people coming from all over the continent and several out of the country globally attended. No one wanted to leave the room. They all wanted to just keep networking and, and exchanging information. And it, it has morphed. That first year, I think we had close to 300 or maybe over 300. And now... This year, we looked at 700. Every year, we have more than half the people are new to the community and so surprised at the relationships they build. And we've, at the conference now, we've incorporated a whole lot more networking time and a lot more individual workshops that are more thematic so that people can jump into the area that they're really focused on or wanting to learn about. But the atmosphere has never changed since that first conference, which was just finally putting a face, finally putting a face with the name, meeting the people that actually wrote the programs that they've gotten involved in. It was just, I love the growth of it. I love organizing it. We have a committee now that organizes it. I love being on that, being on that committee. And you were mentioned family earlier. Uh, my sister and your dad's sister, both your aunt, both your aunts have worked for us and we've got them busy doing things. So yeah, we don't want to family. It's just a family either. business, family yeah. business. Wonderful Whole bunch of family. Dad's been yeah. involved at different points and. Uh, yeah. He was in here putting in new lights for us this weekend because <laughs> we needed, we needed better lighting in the offices. So. <laughs> oh, it looks great on camera. Yeah. Thanks. You look great. <laughs> Well, you're doing great, Mom. What else, as we come in and start to wrap this up, anything else you wanted to share? I wouldn't mind sharing, like if you have some advice, we frequently have new listeners who will catch a podcast episode. And I'm thinking an episode with my mom might attract some new people who haven't listened before. Like, Just talk to the listeners what our community has to offer. Just put it in your own words, what we're all about, who who this is for. Okay. So I know that a large quantity of people that listen to the podcast are possibly Amazon sellers. And if they are, I would think a pretty large percentage of those people are working from their home, trying to build their business, hoping to quit the big job and do this as a family. My best advice is to do that from home and include family 
as, as long as you possibly can. And when you're ready to build a team, when it's built up and you're ready to bring on people, consider working with uh, VAs, virtual assistants can take on some of that, bring in a few friends of the family or other family members to work on it or get a prep center involved to do a lot of your detail work, start paying in that direction. You'll know when you're ready to get a building and getting a building is a huge jump. It's like a giant step rather than a baby step or an adult step. <laughs> Cause I feel like we, we wanted to do this and we did it and we've done it successfully, but it was, it's been a big burden to have a building and the cost of a building when we probably could have partnered with a prep center or partnered with some sellers. I'm not afraid of partnering with competitors. <laughs> That's, you know, why can't we just pull this together and we'll, we'll make something bigger out of it. So my advice for someone who's just starting out is to definitely jump in to the community, the Facebook community, my 17 FBA, so Amazon sellers, Amazon FBA sellers, my team. The link will be in the show notes. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> Jump into that community and see what kind of questions people are asking. As soon as you can afford to get the proven Amazon course, because every, every new course that comes out that, that references building your business gets added to the proven Amazon course eventually as, as it applies to selling on Amazon. So that course is constantly updated and there's never another cost. We, we try really hard to jump into all those trainings. We listen to the podcast as often as we can to stay up to date as a team. As you build a team, set aside a time for everyone to come together and each person has some say and start acting on those ideas and suggestions. We've made it work because we all are invested. Everyone that works for me. I have contract team members that get paid and get a 1099 at the end of the year. And I have an employee that gets a W-2. We There's so many different business models that come out of this. And we've had, we've had people come and go. Like I mentioned, some people have started their own business and moved on and come back. <laughs> so I don't know, just enjoy the journey. I, my whole life concept is enjoy the journey enjoy it today you know celebrate today live today and be grateful for today and then and pour into other people so that they can be a part of what's happening yeah gratitude and serving certainly our core principles for sure we have so much to be grateful for we really do proven pretty well that we're good at serving I mean, this, the, the list of success stories and people that rely and trust us, they rely on us to trust us. It's, it's phenomenal to look back at. And sometimes it feels like, well, all we've done is lay the foundation too. <laughs> it does. I, yeah, yeah. We, sense, we sense the potential growth here constantly. We're yeah. in, in constant preparation mode yeah, it's for growth. Pretty incredible to look back at how far we've come and we still feel like we've kind of just laid a foundation for even more growth. You've done a great job, mom. Appreciate your help. Thanks. For Thank the listeners, you. I want to reference a couple of resources. It just popped in my head that, uh, so Daniel Lappin training I was referencing earlier about the lessons from Noah's Ark. It's called, pretty sure it's called The Gathering Storm. It just popped into my head. 
I think oh, I called okay. it something different earlier. If you look up Lappin Gathering Storm, that has lessons for including incorporating family into business. And then the Prep Center Network, we haven't talked about that yet. That's Tell right. me a little bit about that. We alluded to it a little earlier, but we have a Prep Center. There's dozens, maybe a hundred or more at this point. There used to be like two or three. Now there's hundreds of prep centers with different advantages and specialties. So you can have your product prepped by a third party, if you will. Instead of shipping it to your house, you can ship it to a prep partner. And we're going to be, not only do we offer these services on our own, so maybe you can tell people how they can check into our prep center, but we don't want to be just self-serving here. There's a large network of prep centers. Talk to us a little bit about what we've got planned here. Okay, we uh, realize that there are quite a few people trying to do prep center services for Amazon sellers, and we know that we're not alone. In fact, I've been on the phone with several of them, just asking, "How do you do this? How much do you charge? What you know? Tell us the pitfalls because we didn't want to jump into a blind." But F- uh, Amazon sellers really need—they get to a place where they really need some someone to step in and help and a prep center is one way so they can ship they around here they either ship everything they order online and ship everything straight to us and then we ship it to amazon shelves or ship it to the sellers direct customers merchant fulfill but and send it out of here we're sending products to amazon every day and sending products to customers every day out of here and have 15 clients and it didn't take long for us to build up to 15 clients. So I'm thinking that there's a lot of people out there that would love to be a prep center just to supplement what they're doing. They're already doing it every day. They might as well be serving several sellers. That's, it was very easy growth for us. There are several prep centers out there who are, you know, they may be doing a, a really excellent job, but they don't have leads. They don't know how to advertise or promote what they're doing and build up their business. And we have really have both sides of the business. We have experience here, of course, but we have wanted to offer all the prep centers a way to network that we can add value to each other's businesses and stop the competition and, and, and implement growth among ourselves. And a mastermind of sort, you call it a mastermind, and we love that concept where we come together monthly, we share ideas on growth and how to serve our clients better, serve the sellers, but also the sellers then would have one location to go to, to say, I'm looking for a prep center, any recommendations, and we can make sure they get pointed in the right direction and connect kind of a matching service for for sellers and prep centers. But we have the seller community on the Facebook page 55,000 followers that promoting their prep center can be huge for growth for these businesses. So we're hoping to to connect the two, provide this network and launch it any day now. <laughs> yeah. Coming up. So as, as a free service to sellers around the world or domestic here in the U.S. Right. If you're tired of and stuff, they don't necessarily have house, to be right. Yeah, you right. can send it to a prep center instead and you'd be surprised right. how inexpensive it is to do that and how much more efficient your business can come, become. Mm-hmm. You know, one of, one of my mottos has always been, you know, as your business starts growing, 
one of the first things you're going to have to do is stop touching box tape. That includes cutting it open with a knife and putting it on boxes because there's people who can do that stuff for 12 bucks an hour. It's like, come on, stop touching box tape. And a prep center is a good way to do that. You can really scale your business. So we're talking about, hey, as a free service to this community, we can put you in touch with our network of prep centers and they can buy for your business and if, you know, different ones, different regions of the country, different geographical advantages, right. you know, where your stuff ships in from China. Maybe if it's always going to LA, maybe a West Coast prep center makes sense, right? right. So you have different options. Um, but yeah, we'll get, we've got this network. It's coming very soon as a free service to sellers. And if you're a prep center or, or you think about starting one as a revenue stream, you'll want to get into that network mastermind that we're talking about launching. Right. Probably going to limit right. it to a handful and um, focus really on building each other up and, and you know, co-opetition, as we call it around here, <laughs> operating with your competitors to everyone's benefit. It's going to be really fun. So that's coming. And that, that website is prepcenternetwork.com. There'll be links to all of that on that one page. We'll stick it in the show notes so you don't have to write it down while you're driving. Um, <laughs> Mom, this, this was a great episode. This was a lot of fun. We should have done Thank this you. before now. I know. It's been a wonderful journey. Thank yeah, you, Jim, sure for the has. opportunity. Oh, I appreciate all your hard work and help. And Thank if, you. Uh, for those who come to the Proving Conference, if you've watched this episode on YouTube and you know what my mom looks like now, go up to her, give her a handshake, give her a hug, and thank her for all yeah, the hard I do work. Hugs. And uh, for, for keeping me on the straight and narrow all those years uh, <laughs> as a young man. But uh, all right. Well, God bless all the listeners. We're proud of you. Hanging out with us say, I'm proud of you too, Mom, you and Dad. <laughs> thank just you. Uh, incredible mentors. And thank you again for being here with us today, hanging out with my mom and I. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did. We certainly treasured our time together. So even if no one listens to this episode, we had a blast, but we hope you did That's too. That's right. <laughs> and uh, send us your feedback. If you want to hear more from the people who are on the team like this, let me know if you found this valuable and you want to hear more from the people who are making it happen around here every day. We'd love to do more of these episodes for you. Uh, traditionally, it's just been you know our most successful students. But if you want to hear more from some of the, the great people and great leaders on our team, we'll do more of these kinds of episodes. So let us know what you thought. And as always, silentgym.com is the only resource you'll need. All the links we talked about today, you can connect with us and and check it all out that way. So God bless all the business building warriors. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again to my mom. You were a great guest. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) And we will talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.